Welcome to this podcast of Sound Off from August 16th, 2021 with your host, Nate Lauks. Today on a special edition of Sound Off, Chip Jones and Steve Mannering join Nate in discussing this year's county high school football season. Now here's your host, Pastor Nate Lauks. Hello, friends, and welcome to Sound Off. It's National Joke Day, and I preemptively ask for your forgiveness for this one. Did you hear about the new restaurant called Karma? There's no menu. You get what you deserve. All right, today is a very special episode of Sound Off that we're calling Sound Off on Sports. I've asked the kings of Laporte Slicers football, Chip Jones and Steve Mannering, to join me to preview the upcoming football season for the Slicers, the Newbury Cougars, the Michigan City Wolves, and the South Century Satellites. And we want your hot takes and your opinions on how you think your team is going to do this season as well. You can let us know what you think about the upcoming season by calling or texting the Liquor Vault on airline at 219-362-0522 or emailing me at soundoff at 967theeagle.com. But first, let's get on to this day in history. On this day, 55 years ago, in 1965, the American Football League awarded their ninth franchise to this team, owned by Joe Robbie and Danny Thomas, the father of actress um, and Golden Globe and Emmy Award winning uh, actress Marlo Thomas. In their first season of play, 1966, they went 3-11. and they didn't have their first winning season until 1970 when they went 10 and 4 behind an offense led by Bob Greasy, fullback Larry Sanka, wide receiver Paul Warfield, and an offensive line with uh, center Jim Langer and guard Larry Little. Boys, on this day 55 years ago, in 1965, the American Football League awarded their ninth franchise to this team. What was that team? The Miami Dolphins. Who are the Miami Dolphins? Correct. Correct. Good job. You win. Today is the day that the Miami Dolphins uh, first got their franchise. So tell me, boys, welcome to the show. Are you excited for the high school football season to start? Absolutely. Always ready to get the get the season going again, get back on the radio. Exactly. And and uh, Laporte's got a lot of retur- returners coming back and um, experience at quarterback. So before we get into the details and the nitty gritty, tell our listeners real quick, because you guys are going to be on the radio on Friday, right? Right. So what time right. does that start? How can they find you guys? I think it's on uh, Friday at what time? 6.45 pregame. Uh, we might be a little bit later. It's the Hubner Hall of Fame. Going to push the kickoff back a little bit, which would push our pregame show back a little bit. Mm-hmm. But we're 6.45-ish. How's that? Yeah, that's fine. That's yeah. fine. On, on 96.7 The Eagle, also on the uh, WCOE app. If you're, gonna, if you're going to the game, you can put it on your phone. And it's also, in addition to Hubner Hall of Fame night, it's also Pop Warner night. So, you'll, there's, so it'll be... in. Those introductions are at the half, so we'll be we'll, we'll be we should be fine. Hubner Hall of Fame is before the game. Real quick, too, I know Chip, you, you were out there, but who, who's getting nominated for the Hall of Fame or who's getting uh, inducted? Actually, the entire Dermody family. <laughs> <laughs> no, both Tom and Jim, who are both great athletes yeah, and, and really sports. well deserved. Steve Lowe, who was a state golf champion and a really good basketball player. Uh, Terry Miller, who coached uh, wrestling for a long time. And Steve Draben, who's the basketball coach over at Bethel College. I think he's a third leading scorer in slicer history. Third leading scorer. And, uh, boy, if you had a lineup of about 10 guys who played Laporte basketball and said, which one's the great one, you wouldn't pick Steve Draben. He's a little guy, <laughs> but he was good. And he was smart. And yes. Could, he could really shoot it well. He, he played uh, four years at Belmont, too. Yeah, yeah. Scored over a thousand points there in college, Division One. Yeah, he was good. Free throws, not so free throw guy. Ninety percent free throw guy. Yep. 
And he, and he played Little League for Steve Mannering. That set him on the right path. This way he became, became a basketball player. So, yeah, Steve, are you taking credit for most of his success then, right? No, not at all. <laughs> all right. So last year, obviously a, a weird year with COVID and everything, but uh, the LaPorte County teams, you had New Prairie at 5-5, five and five, Michigan City at 4-3, and three, LaPorte at 4-7, and seven, South Central at 4-6. and six. Not great seasons, I think. All of the coaches would say underperformed for what they wanted for last year. So which of those teams, out of those four, do you expect to have the biggest rebound this year? Yeah, I'm going to say Laporte because they started last year 0 and 4, and ended up seven and you know seven and four. So uh, or yeah, they lost their or four and seven. Yep. So you know they they did get better as they went along. They've got an awful lot of guys back, and I'm prejudiced, and we do the Laporte game, so yeah, sure. I'm sticking with that one. What do you got? I've got probably Laporte, but I'm interested to see how New Prairie does. So they have got they've got a D1 lineman going to the University of Illinois and Hunter Whitenack. I'm interested to see how much defense he's going to play. He's an offensive lineman. Uh, probably a good place for him to go because Brett Bielema, who's the coach at Illinois, was a offensive line guru when he was at, at Wisconsin. And they have, they have a freshman quarterback or sophomore quarterback played a little bit last year as a freshman. See how he's going to be. South Central's lost lost a lot of athletes. I don't know more about them. And Michigan City's always an unknown, but they do have her quarterback back, who's a two year starter in Gio Laurent, and they've got some athletes in their deep in their defenses back. So if, if you can stop people, you don't have to score as many points. That's correct. That's correct. So tell me a little bit for our listeners that maybe haven't been following the last year. Tell me a little bit about the new coach of Laporte Seisler's, David Ortiz. What, what do we know about him? Well, he was an assistant last year. I think he's been here a couple of years. He's been here two or three years, yes. And uh, he was a great player over at Portage. I remember when he played a really good player. He's got uh, a little bit different setup. You know, Dave Sharp, who was here a couple coaches ago, ran the old gym town, a lot of grinded out and run. Jeremy Lowry ran a little bit different thing with three backs. I think uh, Dave's going to open it up a little bit. We went into the to the scrimmage. You had a couple guys in the slot, had guys split wide. You've got a quarterback who can throw it. You've got some guys who can run and catch it. So it's going to be a little more wide-open football, I think, offensively. And, you know, and like Steve said, with defense, you don't have to score much if you have good defense. We've got guys back, and he's going to switch to a 3-4. And, and the defense has changed a little bit. They they um, they um You played with three down linemen, five linebackers, and three DBs. This year, they're going to go three down linemen, four linebackers, and four DBs. They're going to have a, two corners and, and two safeties, which is going to be a little, little bit different. And um, it's if for there's been a lot of, I don't want to say grumbling, but they're, they want, they, people want the ball in the air more. The ball's going to be in the air more this year just by just the dynamic with the one back offense and, and, and four receivers in the pattern. So what are you hearing? I know RJ England had, uh, I think, an ACL injury. Yep. At the yep. last. What are you hearing? Is he back? Is he going to, you know, is he ready to play again? His his recovery was incredible. He actually technically could have played in a sectional in baseball. Really short recovery period. I heard he had a good summer in baseball, his travel team. I know he did all the sevens and seven. I think uh, I think he's ready to roll. He, he's, he's something. He's been uh, he's been released. He played in the scrimmage. I did not attend the scrimmage, but he played in the scrimmage. In, in the scrimmage, and he played in the inter squad scrimmage that we saw. He he throws the ball really well, and he has, and he has pretty good pretty good receivers. Got got some pretty good speed, but he, you know he's only junior too, so he's gonna he's gonna be it's gonna be really interesting the next two years. And he's a three sport athlete. 
Yeah, and uh, you know, our, our first, our eyes opened on RJ Angle when he was a freshman. He came in, I think we were getting beat pretty bad by Valpo in the sectional game, and the coach threw him in. He throws a pass like 55, 60 yards in the air, and we both went, whoa, who is this guy? And uh, we found out who this guy is because he is a um, – you know, going to be a really good quarterback, started in basketball last year, and he's still kind of a rumor in baseball because he couldn't play his freshman year because of uh, COVID. COVID. You know, and then last mm-hmm. year he had the knee, so he didn't get to play, and I understand it's his favorite, maybe his best sport. Yeah, he, he, and um, in addition, he's, he's a pitcher. He's also a shortstop infielder that that – Wherever they're going to put him, he can play about anywhere. He's going to end up being in that Brad Muma, Dustin Demuth kind of guy that mm-hmm. plays everything and is really good at everything. Yeah. So you've got also uh, Laporte's got a, a running back, a senior running back, Colin Burquist, that ran for over thirteen hundred yards last year. Uh, great running back. Who do they have a receiver though? Well, they're going to slide Jaden Parks, who was one of the halfbacks last year. He's going to be over in a slot position. You've got Evan Shashevsky and uh, um, Grant at large, who were both tight ends. And Grant's going to be Grant's going to be a tight end, and, and maybe a little bit of an H back type. And uh, Evan Shashevsky's going to be a, a wide receiver. Also, they have Antonio Christensen, who played on the JV last year. He's going to play one of the wide wide receivers. He's also the back doubles as the backup quarterback and can be a running quarterback too. He's wow. kind of the X factor. A little right. bit we saw him last year. He he can run. Well we're gonna take a quick break. If you have a question for Steve or for for Chip, if you want to talk about high school football, some of the teams, if you want to talk about your team, maybe you're a fan of the satellites or the wolves and you want to call in and you know again advocate for your team what you're expecting to see, do call in 219-362-0522 or text us 219-362-0522. We'd love to hear from you here on Sound Off today. We're having Sound Off on Sports, a special edition for high school football as it starts this Friday here in LaPorte County. We're very excited about it. We're going to take a real quick break, but you stay where you're at and keep listening to 96.7 The Eagle. Welcome back, friends. We are talking about high school football today on a very special edition of Sound Off on Sports as the high school football season starts this Friday, we wanted to bring in Chip Jones and Steve Mannering to talk a little bit about what's happening this season, what they expect to see. You can listen to them this Friday as they broadcast the game for the Slicers and the Cougars, as it's surely going to be a great game. Hey, Steve, I want to talk a little bit about the Slicers' defense. Uh, what do you expect to see from their defense this year? Obviously, they've got a couple kids back that are really good, Zovinsky. But they had 20, 28 tackles for loss last year, and only nine of them are coming back this year. Where do you think the pressure is going to come? Where do you think the defense is going to come? Well, they're going to have to rebuild the defensive line. They lost almost all their defensive linemen, and uh, they, they're they going to change change up a little bit. But Brady Burnth, who played great safety, is great, he but he's going to play corner this year. Okay, And he, he was probably their best defensive back. Uh, and they also have Jacob Ruiz. Now, Jacob Ruiz played. He got hurt in, near the end of the season. He was one of those out five linebackers outside, and he's going to move to safety. He was leading in defensive points, or right up there in defensive points with Jaden Browder and with Gavin Zolvinsky last year until he got hurt. He had something. I looked up his statistics, and it was like something like 70 tackles, two tackles for loss, three blocked field goals, one interception. So he does a little bit of everything, right? Everything. Yep. So, and he punts. Yeah, he's a punter. He's, <laughs> he's a do-everything kind of guy. So New Prairie, though, again, again, previewing this game here coming up, 
New Prairie's got a team, right? They've got a, as we were saying in the break, they've got an offensive lineman in Hunter Whitenick, who's a, a monster of a man, you yes. know, uh, who I think any running back or quarterback would love to run behind him. Uh, they've got a new quarterback that I hear is really good in Marshall Kamichik. Uh, Noah Mangia is a great running back. What do you expect to see this game? You know, how do you see this game kind of playing out a little bit? Offensive struggle, defensive struggle? I think uh, I think it's going to come down to turnovers. Who who can create the turnovers and who doesn't turn the ball over? Uh, what we said seen in the in the scrimmage was New Prairie is going to throw the ball a little bit more, and uh, and Mungia is is a pretty good tailback. They have. Uh, wide receiver in Dallas Ryan's and we and Chip and I saw him as he was one of the middle infielders for the New Prairie baseball team, and they and he and he had caught some passes last year. They've got Hayden Clark back at at wide receiver, but they're going to play one tight end and three wide receivers similar to what Laporte's going to play, and. They do have about three, uh, I think, three linemen back that started last year, and they got a lot of defensive players back. So I expect a game. game, The last three games, New Prairie's won, and first two, first two handily. Last year was fourteen to nothing, but they dominated the whole second half and and held the ball. So I, I I expect a pretty close game, probably within a touchdown. Yeah, and that's where if, if New Prairie does get a lead with those big linemen, they did that last year. Laporte just couldn't get the ball back. They just run Munguia back behind White Knack, and there was another big kid that uh, ran it behind that offensive line. Laporte just couldn't get him stopped. They'd pick up four or five yards, and they, the time of possession was unbelievable for New Prairie in the second half. Laporte just never got the ball to get a shot to get back in the game. And they've got a good re- wide receiver as well, but probably the area's best punter and Ben Frank as well, who's a, a great punter. Uh, and, and so it might be undersold or kicker as well. He actually... Uh, can kick, I think, a 54, 56-yard field goal. He had goal a 56-yard well. field goal so, last year. Uh, and so just a great kicker as well, which, again, you don't want to undersell, especially when the game comes down to a, a close score. Well, you know? Especially in high school. You know, you get teams playing defense, go three and out, three and out. You've got one guy, you know, big-time kicker and another guy, an average high school kicker. That's like a 10-yard difference every possession just from kicking the ball back and forth. Absolutely. We have a couple of uh, comments here uh, from Miles. Here's one from Miles Herbach. I'm also excited about Slicer basketball this season because of how good the JV team was last year. What's the thing that Chip and Steve are most excited about, I assume, this coming season for football? Football or basketball? You can do both. Go ahead. Basketball, they've got... uh, Actually, just about everybody back there, age-wise, they were just about a JV team at the end of the year, yeah, playing a bunch of freshmen and sophomores. And, you know, they had a rough year, and things didn't go well. But And they lost to Mishawak in the sectional, but they played hard right up to the end. You know, I've seen teams where it hadn't been a good year, and you can see they're just kind of mailing it at the end. Everybody came back because, you know, we were wanting to, you know, in this new transfer area, people are going to move elsewhere. Um, I'm, I'm looking forward to it and a new coach. Um, yeah. I think it's going to be really good. Yeah, and a new coach will be. He's got nine years of varsity experience at Highland, and then Highland feeds into the that East Chicago Gary West sectional, which is pretty tough for Highland to win. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so they should be. And there's experience coming back. Football wise, it's hard to tell. The Doolin Conference is just so difficult. I mean, if you you take if you take the conferences outside of Indianapolis. Where and the Doolin Conference is one of the best is probably 
one of the top two conferences in the state. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And to bring you some of the Doonland, we've got Michigan City, obviously a county school here. Uh, you've said just a little while ago that you weren't, again, Michigan City could be really good or you just never know. You're never you know. sure what you're going to get. They're always athletic. Coach Mason gets out of them what he can get out of them. But it's it's just, you know, it's a different animal over there. And there's a lot of guys that have tried it. Phil Mason's done about as well as anybody has. You just never know. Yeah, they're in their preseason 13th 5A in the coaches' poll. They do have a quarterback back. They have a Marion Hatch, who's a running back. And they lost a lot of their wide receivers, mm-hmm. and, but they have a lot of their defense coming back. They and they've a, got speed. I saw they got a transfer, too, from Hillcrest, Illinois, that they're excited about that they have not seen play, or he's not played in a game yet, but he's been here for over a year now in Jahari Branch. So we'll see how that goes for them. And, you know, it'll be a fun game to see Laporte versus Michigan City as well. Uh, I know, Steve, you've done some background on the DAC, and Chip, you have as well. What, what do you expect to see in the DAC? Who do you think are going to be the top teams for Laporte to play? I think I think Valpo's right up there um, with um, their fourth and five A and and Maryville. I think those are the top two teams in the in, and you can throw Chesterton in that mix because they've got the best quarterback, uh, Chris Mullen, who's a three sport athlete too, and he was he he's a prime time top twenty five quarterback being recruited. Probably you're not. We're not talking about a big t- Big Ten teams, but he's just a good athlete, and they've they've always come up with somebody to catch the ball, and they always come up with a pretty good defense. And Laporte has notoriously not played well against them. Yeah, we catch them usually catch them the week after Valparaiso. We usually play Valparaiso pretty tough, and then that Chesterton game's been been disappointing sometimes. It, it really has, and um, and I think those are the top three teams in the conference. And it, just skimming over it. Uh, Crown Point, new coach Greg Busia coming from from Homewood Floss, Flossmore, coached at Portage, coached at Michigan City, um, took Homewood Flossmore to the title game a couple times. They they have a lot of people. They have a lot of young kids, so I don't know how how they're going to be. And Laporte's been. They've really played Crown Point pretty tough over the years too. And did you say everybody in the Doomless got their quarterback coming back? Not not Crown Point. Except for Crown Point. Everybody yeah, well, else has got their quarterback, quarterback back, which is a exactly. big deal. We've got Chip Jones and Steve Mannering on the show today. We've got a very special sound off on sports. If you've got an opinion on high school football locally here, if you've got you know a question for Steve or for Chip, you can call us at the Liquor Vault on airline 209-362-0522 or shoot us a text as well. I'd be happy to um, uh, read that text for you. Let's get to our first caller. Hello, welcome to the show. Thanks for calling. Thanks for listening. What's your question for Steve and uh, Chip? Hey, uh, comment mostly, guys. Hey, uh, nice talking to you guys. You do a great job on the radio. Hey, uh, yesterday they had a uh, with the Pop Warner, and I think you guys should talk a little bit about the Pop Warner program if you could, because they had a heck of a turnout yesterday. They they marched from Kiwanis all the way up to uh, Kesswing, and then they had a... a, a a little, uh, like a scrimmage and everything there, and had a little fun day for him. So, and, and how long have you been on the radio, Chip? Oh, long time. 20, 21 years. Dennis, how long have we been on the radio? 21? Too long. Too hey, long. Dennis says Belmont. too long. <laughs> hey, Belmont, uh, also, I think at the same time Raven was there, your, our uh, city attorney was there. Yeah, Nick Otis yeah, played yeah. down there, too. Year, yep, a, a couple years later, afterward. Yep. That's what I thought. Yep. Okay, guys. Thanks for calling, buddy. Yeah, thanks for calling. I just know about that Pop Warner thing yesterday. Our office is the corner of A and 18th, and 
It was hard to get there yesterday afternoon. I had to stop by. It, they did have a huge crowd there waiting for the parade to come up A Street. I knew uh, Kessling Park was really busy. And, you know, those youth programs are important. You don't just all of a sudden walk into the high school and start being a football player. I mean, you got to learn how to do it. Football is a complicated game. And I, and I know we've got some really great football minds and ex-great football players that do a lot of coaching at Pop Warner level. Yeah, they do. And, and they're giving kids the experience. And, and I, we'll see what kind of influence David Ortiz has in, in Pop Warner. Because you have to start it from, from the beginning and have some type of a, uh, of a feeder system. Yeah, it, it, it's interesting to see, again, because you say, as you say, you know, one of the things I think uh, has propelled some of our volleyball successes here locally is is having a good feeder program. Obviously, we've got dunes, we've got these kind of things that, and when kids start playing younger, you, you see oftentimes it play off or pay off when they become teenagers. So we'll see. Well, and it's also good if you can get some stability at head coach. I know there's been reasons where this is our seniors' third head, third head coach in four years. And, you know, you go back to way back to our day with Stan Klimczak. He was there forever and I mean, everybody in sixth grade knew Sally left and Sally right. And you, you grew up knowing the terminology, the terminology and what was going on. Yeah. And, and back when we were in school, they also had the old parochial league, St. Pete, St. Joe, Sacred Heart and St. John's all had all had football teams. And we played fifth to eighth grade. I, I played starting starting in fifth grade. And when the parochial league disbanded, that's kind of when Laporte football kind of kind of went backwards just a little bit. You don't think us flag fool, flag football public school kids weren't helping much? I think that <laughs> not you, much, but we were. Yeah, yeah, they, yeah, yeah, they were, but it's it's it, it's just that that was the early day pop horner. Yeah. Well, I know Chip, you've got to go here soon. I want to get real quick though before we 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 get you out of the studio here and we're going to have Steve with us still. But what is your keys for this game coming up between New Prairie and Laporte? I think Steve hit on it, and it's it's the cliche. It's turnovers. It's possessions. And honestly, I think it's one of those games where whoever gets ahead early has a huge advantage, especially if it's New Prairie. I know they want to throw at some, but they've got that huge offensive line that's back. Laporte has a few offensive linemen back. And I think that um, you know whoever will get ahead will try to control the ball and I think it's going to be like a 28-21 game. Who do you, who do you predict winning? I got to predict Laporte. I'm a slicer guy. People, why, there's a reason we didn't give you a microphone, Dennis. So press your buttons. <laughs> what about you, Steve? What do you think the key is these games are? I game. think it's turnovers, and I think I think it's to see how, how Laporte battles in the trenches with offensive line and defensive line in, ex- in experience against somewhat more experienced offensive and defensive lines that, that New Prairie has to see how they hold up in, in that situation. Yeah, those are always fun games. Sometimes they're not the highest scoring games when they're fought on the, in the trenches, but they're fun to watch, you know. So looking forward to hearing it, looking forward to watching it this Friday. Uh, Chip, we're going to let you go, but we're going to come back for our last segment of Sound Off here in a couple minutes. We've got Steve Mannering with us. If you have a question, feel free to call or text the Liquor Vault online uh, on airline at 219-362-0522. We'd be happy to ask the question, or if, we, if you've got a comment, we'd love to give you that as well. Um, but we're going to take a real quick break. Stay where you're at and keep it to 96.7 The Eagle. 
Welcome back, friends. We've got a very special sound off on sports today. This is our final segment. We've been talking high school football and giving you a little bit of a preview for the upcoming games, this uh, upcoming teams, rather, in the county this season. And we talked a little bit about the LaPorte, New Prairie teams. Um, you know, another team that we haven't talked too, too much about is the South Central team. And I'm excited to see the South Central team because I think they've got maybe some offense issues that they've got to work out, which they very much can, but Shove can do that. But I think they're going to have an exciting defense to watch. They've got a couple guys returning in Matt Muller again and Hayden Trunco, uh, Andrew Weezer, I think is Weezer. I, I apologize, Andrew, if I uh, mispronounced your name, Jacob Oman, some really good talent turning back there. So they'll be interesting to watch as well. They play Triton, I think, this Friday. So it'll be interesting to watch them play as well. Yeah, they played uh, John Glenn in their in their scrimmage. And, uh, my son is the principal at John Glenn High School. And uh, I asked him a little bit about South Central. He said that they, they've got some pretty good athletes. South Central's or John Glenn's got like 19 starters back. But um, they, uh, Buzz Schoff is a former Laporte High School assistant. Um, was was the defensive line coach at, at one point in time, and he's been there for a while. Lost one of his assistants in Joe Wagner. Uh, Joe became the athletic director at, at Cal's. Congratulations to yeah, Joe. Congrats to him. So uh, and uh, was a former basketball coach at at Laporte High School. So in South Central, they really thought that they could have won beaten Winnemac in the sectional last year and Winnemac won that sectional. Yep. So they think that they they've they've got some talent coming back and with a with a 1A school that you have a lot of guys going both ways mm-hmm. and sometimes if you get one person hurt that's two positions that get uh, get affected because of people playing both ways. Well, sometimes it's three positions because of special sure. teams. Sure. So yeah, a lot of South Central needs to stay healthy. Right. Here's a text we received. Given Lepore has not been competitive in the DAC for quite some time, is it time to consider getting into another conference? I don't I don't know what other conference you get into. <laughs> and I, I know they would say the Northern Indiana Conference. Um, but um, I, I think if you look at if you just look at football, you, you, you uh, you're also if you just look at football, you may say that. But, you know. Last year they were second. If they were second in in baseball, volleyball team has been in a top three all the time. It's not just there are twenty sports in the Dulan in in the Dulan conference that Laporte has. You just can't base it on just one sport. All right, let's get to a couple callers before. Oh, do we still have any? No, no. Sorry, the lines are open two one nine three six two zero five two two. If you'd like to call back in, uh, we'll get you on the air here in our last couple minutes. Um, here, here's a comment we received. I don't know if this is from Chip or not, since he just left the studio. But this certainly needs to be said. Laporte is fortunate to have a radio station play by play and color man that covers all football, basketball, and baseball, home and away. Not many, if any, communities have this. So you've got fans. Way to go, Steve. And w- when we uh. When we go out, there's not Plymouth does Plymouth um, Plymouth does and Logan Sport does and but not there's not a lot of people that do and it's a lot of internet has taken over not just radio station. Yeah, so again we encourage you here on the Eagle to support us by continuing to listen and and again share the online feed if you like Steve said earlier in the the show if you don't have a, a radio handy there's an app so you can download the app and listen there use your cell phone coverage and stuff like that as well to listen so all of that is available. Let's get to our next caller. Hello, welcome to Sound Off. So thanks so much for listening. Thanks for comment or thanks for calling. What's your thoughts? Uh, my thought is I want revenge. 
Is Dennis Fazell around there? Dennis is here, yep. Um, 20 years ago, I lost $20 to him on a bet on a New Prairie LaPorte basketball game. I went, I'll bet I got $20 to say that LaPorte's going to win Friday, and that winner gives the money to the uh, roof set. All right. So he's up to it. I don't know. So so you're going to go 0-2 is what you're telling me then, right, Bill? Hey, I don't, I can't recognize your voice. Who's this? <laughs> it's me, Dennis. <laughs> That's too bad. I don't want to talk to you. Oh, okay, <laughs> fine. I'll take that bet. <laughs> okay. Put a rope set, boy. All right. We got a bet here, a $20 bet on New Prairie and LaPorte. He's up on the roof for about three days. Yeah. yeah. He loses, he has to stay for five days. Yeah, we we, we all do, buddy. We all do. Well, thanks so much for calling. Uh, Again, it's going to be an exciting game. Yeah, it's going to be an exciting game. What other teams are you looking for in the DAC? Again, remind our listeners, you're thinking about uh, Maraville's probably going to have a good squad. Valpo's probably going to have a good squad. And you mentioned Chesterton might have the best quarterback in the DAC, huh? Yeah, Chris Mullen. He he. He he was all DAC last year, and uh, he he's getting some looks from I think Illinois State, some small D one schools, maybe some D two schools, Max and, schools, maybe even yeah. And uh, but but he's also a basketball player. He's also a baseball player. He, he was when he played Laporte last year. There he was hitting about four sixty. So I don't know I don't know what his choice is, but he's a pretty good athlete. Um, similar to what R J Anglin is, similar to what what Dustin DeMuth was and that type of thing. And Chesterton's got, Chesterton has got, they've had a pretty good program for, for a lot of years, but but they've never won a football sectional, which is which su- surprises surprises me. But they're in with um, Valpo and they're, they're, in, they're in 6A and they're a smaller 6A school. Luckily, Laporte's in 5A. So I'm going to put you on the spot here, Steve, as we end the show here in a couple of minutes. Who do you think is going to be Laporte's Offensive Player of the Year, and who do you think is going to be Laporte's Defensive Player of the Year at the end of the season? Yeah, you are putting me yeah. on the spot. Yeah. I, I think if you if you just look at returning, it's Colin Burquist is they they're going to need to run the ball to pass the ball. Colin has thirteen had thirteen hundred yards last year. He was almost at a thousand his, his uh, sophomore year. I think if you're going to have a offensive player of the year, might be Colin, and right there with him would be R.J. Angland. And defensive player of the year, I would say Gavin Zolvinsky would be the def- defensive player of the year. And I don't like to go out and and do that do that because. If there are kids listening, we, we they need to be a unit of of eleven, oh, sure. eleven, and not just one. So, sure. and but they they need their linebackers need to be able to be able to do a good job, which means that the defensive line needs to keep the line keep the offensive linemen off the linebackers. All right. Well, remind our listeners again: what time does the game start? When are you guys going to be on air this Friday? Game is at seven o'clock at Kiwanis Field on air at. 6:45. We've got the Hubner Hall of Fame. That is, I think Ed told me today is they're going to start the festivities at 6:40 for the Hubner Hall of Fame, and it might we the game might get started about 10 minutes late, and it, it, expect a big crowd. Um, buy your tickets. 
before because they're not selling anything at the, at the gate. And I think this is one of the games that New Prairie and Laporte shares the gate or has in the past because this is the fifth, this would be the fifth home game for Laporte. And that, that makes, they have four and a half home games, which, which is interesting. So a good reminder, if you are planning on going to the game, you do need to buy these tickets online. So um, I assume if you go to the Laporte's website or if you go to New Prairie's website, they can find a, a link to it, maybe, you think? Yeah, exactly. It's there. GoSlicers.com. And go, that's go. where you get the information Ed sends us each week. And if you go to GoSlicers.com, you can find all that information on how to purchase, not only for football, for all the other Slicer sporting events as well, home events. And they're connect, connected up through Event Link is what it is. Yep. If you go to GoSlicers.com, and again, if you're a New Prairie fan and you want to go as well, just go to GoSlicers.com. And right when you get on their website, you'll see tickets. So... Uh, you'll find all that information there. That's hopefully we'll have a good game. We'll have a a, a great crowd there. Um, and again, I'm a New Prairie grab, but my kids are uh, Laporte slicers, so you know we're a divided family. Uh, yeah, you're, you're, you're uh, Riley Rockets too. Yeah, we are Riley Rockets as well. So you know we've got we've got divided loyalties in our family, but. We are all Bears fans, so good, go Bears, and you know, go Irish. We we at least come, find commonality there. So, all right, well, thanks so much for being here, Steve. You got anything else to add? You good? No, I think I think um, it would be one other thing I would like to add is we cannot do these games without sponsors, mm. and and uh, if you are willing to sponsor and for football. Basketball, according to Dennis, is always the hardest to get because it's the, it's the longest season. Baseball is a condensed season, and Laporte's basketball team is going to be better. And their baseball team only lost two guys, and they had a twenty win twenty one win JV team. Get in contact with Dennis or one of the salespeople here because we need sponsors to be able to continue to do these games on the radio yeah there's a reason why you don't see as much of this anymore and this is a great service to provide for the community and for the kids as well so if you would like to sponsor this and again you can be a family wanting to honor somebody in your family that maybe played for one of the teams and you want to sponsor on their behalf or you're a business we'd love to have you on the on the sponsorship partnership yeah one other plug is that at halftime this year, Greg Fruth is doing his Laporte football history, and he's he's researched all this, and he and he's on at halftime for probably between four and five minutes for every, and it's really interesting. And I remember some of the things when I was in high school, and back earlier than that, my dad played football. He graduated in 1939, so that that type of thing. So Greg does a great job, and we're happy to have him and and have him sponsored by the by the Slicer Football Association. Well, I want to thank you all for listening. I want to thank um, all of our, our listeners, all of our commenters, all of our callers. It, it just means a lot that you guys listen to the show, that you you feed back into this. Um, this is a community conversation show. This Friday, we're going to have back on the show. We'll get back into the politics. We'll get back into all of that kind of stuff with John Lake, our sound off law expert. So if you have a question about what's happening in the country with Constitution, these kind of things, John's going to be here to help answer those questions as well. I want to thank Chip and Steve for being here today uh listen to them on friday thank you dennis for producing this episode thank you jeff Wugazer for editing and again thank you for listening keep listening to right here on 96.7 the eagle 
thank you for joining us and voicing your opinion on this edition of Sound Off. The views on Sound Off are those of the host or callers and do not represent the opinion of 96.7 The Eagle, Spoon River Media LLC, or the sponsors. Sound Off airs every Monday and Friday at 1230. Please mark your calendar and join us again for the next edition of Sound Off on 96.7 The Eagle. Thank you for listening to the Sound Off podcast at 96.7 TheEagle.com.